Happy late Monday, Class B basketball fans, and welcome to the third episode of the Class B podcast presented by the North Dakota Basketball Hub. If you guys want to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ND Basketball Hub, that's where we're at. And also check out our website, www.NorthDakotaBasketballHub.com. I'm your host, Pace Meyer, and uh, just a side note on the website, the stats are not completely updated. Um, I'm just trying to work on a few other things right now with some district tournament uh, articles and, and posts. You can find that on Facebook or Twitter, and as well as our website, and possibly getting ready for set up for the state tournament uh, once that rolls around because, you know, it's now February, and March will be here in no time. So we're trying to hopefully, if all goes as well, trying to do some video stuff at the state tournament and um, maybe some vlogs and stuff um, inside and out the tournament and, and hopefully some videos maybe with some coaches um, and maybe do some more podcasts if we can, if it all works out at the state tournament uh, with coaches and maybe get you some some video insight on, on those podcasts as well, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. So the stats are not updated, and I know everyone loves stats. Players like looking at them. Parents like looking at them. And I, I love looking at them as well. It's really interesting. But I'm trying to do as much as I can to get the stats up on the website. I'm just working on a few a few other things right now. Um, One-man show, but, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm continuing to try and build this North Dakota basketball Class B brand. So on today's episode, like I said, number three, uh, we'll tell you guys about the latest b-ball polls uh, that just dropped not too many minutes ago. Um, and we have a really, really, really fun interview with Central Cast boys basketball coach, head coach, Mattson Norman. He joined us for about uh, just a little over 10 minutes. And, um, you know, Central Cast is Region 1 team. And interesting year so far this year. They're 8-6 and six after only winning four games last year. Um, and, and the Squirrels have played a handful of top team, top 10 teams this season. Um, they haven't won too many, but they've been in games late. And they've had a lot of close games. So so that's in the second half of this inter- of this podcast. So stick around after the rankings talk. Don't forget, the interviews are always in the second half. So you got to listen to it all. That's how I kind of get you guys, you know. Big branding there on, on my part. So hope you guys enjoy episode three. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Hit up our website, www.NorthDakotaBasketballHub.com and keep up with all things Class B basketball. Tournament time's almost here. It is almost here. Hope you guys enjoy. What's going on, all you Class B basketball fans? I am your host, Pace Meyer. This is the third episode of the Class B podcast presented by the North Dakota Basketball Hub. But today, boom, right now, breaking news. The new Class B basketball polls, both girls and boys have just come out. And I'm the first to see them. No, I'm not the first to see them, but I am the first one to bring them straight to your ears. So here we go. Here's the breakdown. We'll start with the girls first and then go into the boys. Starting at the top, the new number one. They were number two last week, 19-0, and 0, Kidder County, as they received 12 first place votes they also have 157 points in this week's poll it is the 10th week 10 the 10th class b girls basketball poll just dropped here just recently number two with five first place votes is langdon edmore munich last week they were number three they bump up a spot and they are 15 and two and they're just four points behind kidder county so it's a tight race up there uh points wise First place votes obviously a little different, seven-point difference there. But points-wise, they're only four points apart in the polls. And the team that moved down to number three after spending last week at the number one spot in the Class B girls basketball poll was the Grafton Spoilers, Region 2 team who lost to Langdon Edmore Munich on Saturday, February 2nd, 69-61. to That was on the road, so uh, bear with that there. But they have now two losses 
on the year. Another Region 2 team is right below Grafton at the number four, at the number four spot. They are 16-2 this season with 118 points. Last week they were ranked fourth, and they stayed just right there coming into this week. The number five team is Trenton. They're also 19-0 with 91 total points, and they were ranked number five, as you all remember, last week. The number six team, not much has changed there either, is Kindred, the Region 1 squad. They are 15-3 and and with 75 points coming into the week. Number seven, there was a little shakeup there. Carrington drops up all the way to number seven. Not all the way. It's just one spot after they were ranked number eight last week. The number eight team coming in at number eight all the way up two spots is Hedinger Scranton. They are 17-1 and with 52 points coming into this week. They had a win over New England on February 2nd, that Saturday, just a couple days ago, 70 to 37. So big one there for heading your scan to move them into to move them to number eight. The number nine team who dropped two spots from last week is Four Winds Minnewakan, and they are 15 and three. They came in with 44 points with a loss early last week to Langdon Edmore Munich, 58 to 56 on the road. Number 10, rounding off the top 10 Class B girls basketball poll, the 10th poll of the season is Velva 17 and 2 on the year they received 34 points and they dropped one spot from last week from 9 to 10 a few other teams here that received some votes from the voters is um, Linton HMB who sits at 17 and 2 Mohall Lansford Sherwood 17 and 2 rugby 16 and 3 and center Stanton at 16 and 2 and then the last team to receive a few votes in this week's poll was Oaks who finishes out at 14-4. and four. Not a whole lot has changed there in the 10th Class B girls poll. Obviously, switch up at the top. Other than that, you know, eh, not too much. Everyone's kind of mixing and matching there, as I believe there's two more polls left in the, in the season. I believe there is before we head to March. So there is obviously a few teams that have a few games left. Um, I know with the cancellations these last few weeks, with the snow and on the weather and all that, that a few teams have a couple makeup games. I know Oaks, who I said is... 14 and 4. They still have a game left before they head into the District 5 tournament uh, this weekend, obviously. But um, so there's a, obviously a couple district tournaments this week, and I don't want to get into that now um, just because we're going to have another podcast. Number Episode number four will be all about the district tournaments and kind of my predictions on the girls' side and everything like that. You guys can, you know, send me your brackets, DM me, um, send them on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And maybe we can have a little game, depending on how, can, how many brackets I do get. We can maybe give out a prize to the top three places if we do get that many. If not, eh, cool. If you're the only one that enters a bracket, cool, you'll get a prize. I don't know what it is yet, but hey, you might as well. Free prize, right? It's better than nothing. So I'll talk go into that probably on Thursday and Friday and talk about all those districts, district tournaments, and, and go into detail about that. So make sure to check us out on Facebook and Twitter, obviously, at NB Basketball Hub and don't forget to check out our website because there's going to be some in-depth articles coming out starting tomorrow uh, on the tournaments and my previews and all that stuff. Let's head on to the boys' side here as the ninth Class B basketball poll came out, and there was a switch up at the top. Last week, we obviously saw Hillsborough Central Valley climb up to that number one spot, but this week they flip-flopped with Thompson, who receives 15 first-place votes and sits at a 14-1 and record with 159 points. Obviously, last week they were number two. So then Hillsborough Central Valley moves to number two with just one first-place vote, and they are 13-2 and two on the season with 139 points. Hillsborough Central Valley lost on Thursday to a very, very solid 
Ada Borup, Norman County West team, who is, I believe, they're ranked number three in Class A, Minnesota. I think that's what they are coming into the game. They're 13-0. They get the win against the Burroughs on the road at the Hillsborough Event Center. They move to 14-0. So, very solid squad. Obviously, they got some height on that team with the Miller kid. But, you know, if you look at that and you come to an account, you know, that's not a North Dakota team. Hillsborough Central Valley won't play that team anymore They anymore this year. They won't play them in the postseason, anything like that. So, yeah, it's a loss. I get that. It's a loss to a team out of the state, though. And But a loss is a loss, right? Loss is a loss. Put it aside. Doesn't matter. It was a, it was a loss against a team outside of the state. So I get that they have to at least move down, right? So with them just to move down one spot, I thought that was pretty solid for them. I I, I think you uh, swallow your pride, Elliot Rodvold and the Burroughs. Swallow it. I know you don't pay too much attention to the polls, but a loss is a loss. And obviously, Thompson deserves to to climb Hillsborough Central Valley just with that 72-60 win over four wins Minnewaukee on Saturday, February 2nd at the Compton Memorial Lions shootout at Grand Forks Central there. So Thompson, I do I do think obviously deserves the right to move ahead of Hillsborough Central Valley. At that point, four wins Minnewaukee, who lost to the Tommies, will stay at number three coming into this week. And they have 118 points with a yes, 118 points, excuse me, with a 13 and two record. Number four stays the same. Rugby, 14 and 1, 106 points on the year, so that'll stay the same. Shiloh Christian stay the same at number five spot with a 13 and 2 record at 90 with 96 points. Bishop Ryan moves up a spot to number six with a 14 and 2 record. They have 77 points on the year. Last week, let's look down their schedule. It looks like on Friday they beat Lewis and Clark Berthold by 71 to 60, and that was on the road. And then they came back the next day and they beat Dickinson Trinity 48 to 38 at home. So they'll move up one spot from six. Your number seven team, which just flip-flopped with Bishop Ryan, was the Richland Colts. They are 13-2 on the season with 71 total points. They had three games last week. They got two road wins on Monday. They uh, beat Milner North Sargent 89-72. And then a few days later on Saturday, they traveled to Oaks for an afternoon contest and won 73-37. So they moved into that number seven spot there. The number eight team is Kindred, and they didn't move from last week. They're also 13-2, and two, and they have 40 points. And then number 9 and 10, the two most exciting teams in this top 10 poll, teams that were not ranked but received votes last week. Number 9, New Rockford Cheyenne. They moved up from obviously not being ranked, and they are 12-2 and two this season, 38 points on the year. And then Grafton moved up to that number 10 spot with a 12-2 and two record and 16 points in this week's poll. Grafton beat... Uh, looks like Langdon Edmore Munich 75 to 63, and then they beat Drayton Valley Ed- Edinburgh 67 to 32 earlier last week. So those are your new top 10 teams heading into this week, as it is now hit February. March is so close, so close we can almost see it. But there's still some regular season basketball to be played. Before I forget, we have to talk about the teams that uh, also received votes in this week's poll, and that was White Shield who lost to Dunseith, and they are 14-2 this season. Dunseith obviously is receiving some votes after their big win against the number 10 White Shield team last week. Cavalier, who has struggled now after uh, they lost Hillsborough Central Valley there on the 17th of January, 62-58. to They've now lost three of their last four games, and they lost to North Border on the road, 52-51 to on February 1st. And then the last team to receive some votes in this week's poll is Lamore Litchfield Marion, and they stand at 12 and 13. So there's your rankings talk. 
I can now exhale. I need a co-host. I understand that. You guys understand that. So we're all trying to work on that. And if anyone wants to join alongside me and, and chat some Class B basketball, I have two mics in the studio. So just let me know. And uh, maybe we can get some better banter going. But right now, like I said, those are our rankings. So thanks for listening. Super, super quick. I get that. And we just kind of wanted to show you. I know usually on the previous episodes, I've been talking about my rankings, you know, on Sunday and who I think should be ranked where. Super Bowl Sunday got in the way of that a little bit. But hey, we're still here. We are still here. Hey, didn't uh, didn't a New England team have that as their team motto? We're still here. So there's the rankings talk. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And stick around for our fun interview with Central Cass's head coach. You know, you guys have played um, a lot of solid teams this year. Um, you've hung with some teams. You know, just looking down the line, Thompson, I think, uh, was a seven-point game. Then Grafton in overtime. And uh, Hillsborough, Central Valley as well. You guys played them close all the way to the end. But what, what's the identity of the Central Cast Squirrels? Yeah, we're, uh, you know, I, I think we're still working on finding it. We're, we're, um, we're definitely doing a better job. Uh, but, you know, we're still a good team. And uh, we're spending around the idea that we need to, we need to be in attack mode. Uh, constantly, you know, we need to get our points in the paint. We need to get our paint touches, um, and if we can do that, uh, we're going to be able to play uh, with a lot of these these gifted teams. You know, uh, you mentioned Thompson. We had uh, a lead in, in Thompson if almost with about three minutes left in the fourth. Grafton, uh, you know, they made a tough long two to to get themselves uh, in, into overtime. You know, we we thought we had it. Uh, and uh, same thing with Hillsborough. You know, we, it was a five-point game until we had to start following. Uh, we went into every quarter just down one. So we, we've proven that we can roll with teams uh, that, are, that are quality. Um, our big thing is we've got to win from the inside out. We're still working on uh, developing our, our overall confidence as a team. We've kind of seen that develop here over the past uh, couple weeks where we've won some close games. Uh, maybe we put ourselves in a spot falls or whatever, um, uh, you know, poor shot choices, etc. But because we're starting to develop some mental fortitude, we're able to, to pull through at the end. Definitely, you guys uh, were four and seventeen last season, and you've won eight games. Eight, yeah, you've won eight games now this year. Uh, what what changed? What uh, what adjustments did you guys make coming into this 2018-19 year? Well, um, you know, first off, we we only graduated fantastic kid, um, but having a senior class of one um, meant that we were bringing back a, a lot of players, and so last year we started two freshmen, two sophomores, and a junior, so all of those kids are back um, with a lot of varsity experience underneath their belt, um, which is which is huge, you know, um, And but on top of that, and equally as important, uh, our kids were deliberate about getting better at basketball in the offseason. We had a number of kids play summer basketball with a couple of different AAU teams. Uh, we try to do a lot uh, in, in the summer ourselves as a program. Uh, both, you know, courts plus, we want to be, we've got two teams in that. Uh, we have a 10,000 shot club. Um, we, we have open gyms weekly throughout the summer. You know, the kids embrace that, and I think they did a nice job of, of like I said, deliberately improving in the offseason. Christian and uh, Jonah Leeds, two very solid players for you. What, what do you like from those two guys? Uh, you know, both of them are, uh, like you said, they're, they're really important to, to our successes. Uh, they both developed into uh, to leaders for us. They're, they're pretty vocal kids, which is wonderful. Um, and they've, they've done a nice job 
leadership standpoint, you know, we went into Hank and someone didn't play necessarily our best three quarters. Um, and both of the leagues ended up on the bench for a, a big part of the fourth quarter, uh, just because of matchups and fouls, etc. And they were the first people onto the floor in a timeout. They thanked their, their teammates after the game for really stepping up and filling in when they couldn't. Um, and it's not, that's just wonderful to see. But from a, a basketball standpoint, uh, Jonah's done a nice job uh, uh, controlling the glass for us. Uh, he's averaging about seven rebounds a game. Uh, a lot of them are coming during tough stretches where we need the basketball, and we've got to limit second touches for our opponents. Um, and he, he also uh, does a great job of, of, of you know, creating for others with his passing. You know, he's a quarterback uh, in football, and he obviously had a great senior season um, behind the line of scrimmage, and so he brings a lot of that passing with him to uh, the basketball court. And Christian has done a nice job uh, uh, getting to the rim. That, that's kind of, that needs to be Christian's approach to basketball. He needs to get in the paint. He needs to get to the free throw line. And uh, when he can do that, um, he's successful offensively. He's very long uh, and uh, plays a guard for us. So that, that helps. You know, we shot nine free throws against Enderlin all in the second half. And that was one of the different makers was his, his ability to get to the line. I also think Joshua Dixon, you know, that sophomore uh, forward 6'3", yeah. has some good size. You guys have some good size. But uh, what do you like from uh, Joshua as well? Josh has done a really nice job. He's averaging over 14 points and, and uh, a little over six rebounds a game. Uh, that, those are big numbers from the South. One, so we're, we're definitely happy with that. But he's, he's a student of the game. Um, he's got a number of different post moves that he can execute consistently. And so that that's really, it, it, it creates some matchup problems for, uh, for his opponents. And, and so we're, we're excited to see kind of where that goes. We need his... Uh, we need to continue to, to, to grow. Uh, we need to continue growth, excuse me, from Josh, where it's, you know, understanding that sometimes we don't need to cycle through six different post moves in our mind. We just need to uh, smooth up that transition. But, you know, those are good stats from the sophomores. We're happy with him, and his attitude is always fantastic. He's a worker, and we like to see that as well. For sure. Six games left on the schedule. Coach, a uh, couple more questions here. What are you guys trying to do in these next six, six games? Yeah, we've got, uh, like you said, we have six games. Uh, only one of them is non, a non-region game. And so if we want to get ourselves uh, in the mix for a top three spot or keep ourselves in the mix for a top three spot, we really need to execute. Um, and we need to make sure that we are uh, putting ourselves in a place to be um, successful. It means passing up you know, average shots for, for great shots. It means uh, eliminating uh, second chances for our opponents. It means going great on the ball defense and playing clean defense on top of that. And so in practice, we just focus on trying to get 1% better every day, uh, making sure we stay competitive, uh, and also keeping things fun. You know, we, we mentioned prior, we had a, a couple tough losses um, when we got beat by double digits. And uh, we just needed to kind of refocus where it was, you know what, basketball is still fun. Let's get together, let's have dinner, and uh, let's just talk about something that isn't necessarily basketball uh, and kind of refocus. And we, we put together a good string of games uh, game since then. Do you guys uh, have a favorite meal together when you guys get together? Beat up seems to be our go-to. Uh, there's something about topies and lots of wings that, that kind of brings people close together. So that, that's kind of our uh, that's kind of our go-to, but uh, I'm sure we'll have a couple other things in the near future, and we'll, we'll try to diversify a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys roll with a team motto at all? Uh, 
We do. Uh, our, uh, our motto, uh, our, my assistant coach, Bill Rutz, came up with it. Uh, building a, a tradition and, and leaving a legacy. That's what we want all of our players to kind of keep in mind. And so if we do focus on getting 1% better at every practice, um, we're going to work at building that tradition. You know, where we go in, we work hard, and we have fun, but we, we want to grow. We want to we want to develop um, ourselves into better basketball players and better better human beings. And that's part of that leaving a legacy. You know, we get uh, we have alumni scrimmages. We have a, a couple volunteer assistant coaches um, that are, are college kids that want to um, that want to coach someday. And that's part of that legacy. They want to come back and they want to help the team get better. When uh, tournament time rolls around here, and not not too far away, it's getting pretty clo- close here. Uh, who's a sneaky team to uh, watch out for in the tournament? Oh man, in, in Region One, I, that's a tough question. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there are a number of teams that, uh, first off, aren't necessarily sneaky. Kindred and Richland are, are very tough, as is Enderlin, especially if uh, if Bai can make it back from his, his foot injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milner scares me. They're they're a very good team. You know, as is Oak Grove, um, Northern Cass, and uh, Maple Valley, and Lisbon on the schedule. All of those teams have put together, um, you know, good competitive wins uh, against maybe teams that uh, should have should have beat them. So I, I would say that there's a lot of dark horses, and we'd like to be maybe one of those dark horses if everything works the way we'd like it to. All right, Coach. How long have you been uh, the coach here for the Squirrels? Uh, this is my seventh year as a coach. It's my fourth year as a head coach. Okay, okay. Sounds good. You have a pretty good staff, too? I do, yeah. I've got uh, my father-in-law, Bill Rutz. Uh, he, uh, he's been coaching for a long time, but he came back when I took the head job. Uh, as a, a C-Squad coach in Brent Nelson, he does a nice job. And we've got a, a volunteer, a simple from Kate. He graduated a few years back. Um, he's going to be a teacher, so he wants to get some coaching experience under his belt. Awesome, Coach. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Hey, thank you much. I appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you.